Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you. With holes in your socks Us city slickers, there was no water in spots So we'd head to the corner, Mr. Warner would knock Off the knob What is up? Welcome, welcome, welcome all my doodadders Future fathers, potential parents And everyone else tuning in This is Dad Hard with a podcast And as always, I am your host, Mo Green Happy quarantine We are still in it And it is even crazier than it's been any other week. Uh, But this too shall pass and we make the best of it. We have to as parents and it gives us fantastic time to share with our kids and watch them grow and evolve and turn into beautiful little people that love screaming at the top of their goddamn lungs and shitting all over the place. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but yes, welcome back. Uh, after a, a week long hiatus of Dad Hard with a podcast, uh, the quarantine is, has proven to be very, 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 very difficult as far as timing is concerned, uh, to, to pump these out. But I promise you, we have a bunch of phenomenal guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. So keep it locked, stay tuned, and we will continue to roll. I promise you on that. And before we jump into this week's episode, episode 34, that's the Shaq episode, the Hakeem the Dream episode, the Round Mound and Rebound Charles Barkley episode, and of course, the Truth Paul Pierce episode, that's my guy, Uh, they all wore number 34 if you're not a basketball fan, Um, but this is the 34th episode of Dad Hard with a podcast, which is insane and awesome and it is actually week 42 of fatherhood which means that I am just 10 weeks away from my daughter being one year old which is wild because I feel like I've already been doing this for six years Uh, but anyway before we jump into the last couple of weeks of development and the full-fledged episode as always, to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the Instagram at dadhardpod and the website, wedadhard.com, where this episode will be blam right at the top. You can also connect direct to all podcast platforms, whatever you prefer, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Google Podcasts, whether it's Spotify, it doesn't matter. You got links right there to just jump right into that platform. Hit that subscribe button, throw me a five star, throw a little review on the board and keep it rolling. Listen to it, download it automatically every single week and you could keep up with Dad Hard with a podcast to help you to continue dadding hard because right now we need it more than ever. It is just so important to be able to connect with other fathers and that's really what I've been doing. You know what I mean? I, I've been off the handle. I think that I'm doing doing this piece at a, a Tuesday afternoon right after Memorial Day and 
I've spent literally my entire weekend on the phone uh, talking to different dads for future episodes of the podcast and for this episode of the podcast, which you'll hear later uh, uh, later on in the episode. But I've just been connecting with so many dads because during this time, it is such an interesting process to manage your time, manage keeping your child occupied. doesn't matter whether they're six months old or 14 years old. You know, everybody is dealing with this differently. So the opportunity that I've had to talk to so many different dads and so many different areas and 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 stages of, of the, the parenting process has been phenomenal uh, over this past week. Got a couple more on the books next week. One may actually turn into a quick chat bonus episode, uh, but we will leave that in the air until later this week. Um, but if that does come to fruition, keep it locked and stay tuned because we're getting into it. Now, Enough about me and enough about learning how to dad during a pandemic. Um, I want to jump into my daughter's development over these last couple of weeks. The last time I was on about two weeks ago, right, I, I, I talked about how she really started pointing and that was really her way of communicating. Well, that's still the case, except now her way of communicating when she points is to be somehow turned into a goddamn slave driver and when she points at something she wants to be taken there immediately and she wants or she wants that in her possession immediately or she wants to know what that is immediately and if you don't take her right over there she just starts crying and wailing like an insane person that should be locked in a mental institution and it makes me think back to when I did the interview with my boy Adam Welton talking about uh how in his pandemic he was using the straitjacket method it was a joke, but I might actually have to take it seriously and just throw my daughter in a straight jacket so she can stop freaking pointing because it is a insane thing. Like I'll take her out of her crib and immediately she's just pointing at shit. She's pointing at the light. She's pointing at the window. She's pointing at a poster. She's pointing at a toy. And like, if I take like, and she'll start pointing one way, I'll start taking her that way. And then boom, she wants to point the other way. And if I don't just like follow exactly the direction that she's pointing and take her to the exact thing she's pointing to. She just starts freaking out, crying, hysterical, crying tears. She's faking it. And that's the other thing in development, but we'll get into that in a second. But she just starts crying, wailing, like I'm like the breaking her arm. And then my wife busts in and said, what are you doing? What did you do to her? And guys, we all know that the one thing as dads we are trying to avoid is our wives and the mother of our children busting into a room when our, our kid is crying, yelling at us, what are you doing? And what did you do to her or do to him? You know what I mean? That's like the biggest thing to avoid. That's that's fatherhood 101 right there. And now it just happened to me every goddamn day. And it's insane. And all I'm doing is just moving my daughter from one side of the room to the other side of the room. And she doesn't want to be in that side of the room anymore. And she's pointing over here and starts crying. Anyway, it is a beautiful thing that she's communicating like that and it has the ability to, you know, uh, to let us know what she wants without actually being able to formulate words yet. Uh, but I'm telling you, this slave driver thing is going to drive me into the ground because I'm just running all over the place. When we're outside, it's even worse, right? When, when I have her in the stroller, especially, uh, like she'll point at a car. And I'll just keep strolling her past. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a car. That's a car. Yeah, yeah. And then she'll like keep pointing to it. Like, no, no, no. Take me out of the stroller now and bring me to that car. And then she'll just start crying. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. So dads, parents, moms that are listening, you once you get to this 10-month point here, 
once you get to this 10 month point, it is all about just running your kid all over the place when they point to things just to avoid them screaming and your partner busting into the door blaming you for doing something wrong or hurting your child. Um, that is, that, that's what these last two weeks have been. And now luckily we're just inside most of the time and our apartment is not that big. So it's, you know, going from one side of the room to the other is like a step and a half. So that's fantastic. A little bit more than a step and a half. But on, on, on the other bright side is that because I'm taking all these different steps from one side of the apartment to the other, I'm getting my steps in for the day. I don't even need to go for a walk. I'm getting my exercise. Who needs to take an exercise class? You could just walk your daughter from one side of the room to another. Anyway, uh, the other thing that she's really started doing is kind of twofold, right? And and it is kind of avoiding, it's all about avoiding things that she doesn't want to do, right? It's not necessarily complaining that she's doing something that she wants to do because once she's doing it, she doesn't care. It's it's the avoidance of, of things that she doesn't want to do before she's actually doing them, for example, getting in her high chair to eat. Now, she loves to eat, but she doesn't want to sit in the high chair to do that until she's actually in the high chair. Then she's fine. But putting her in the high chair, she has now do, started doing this thing where she is trying to like arch her back and kind of like do a backflip out of your arms and over the back of the high chair but as you're putting her in. And she's, and then she'll like scream and do that whole crying thing. Same cry that she does when you don't take her to what she's pointing to. You try to put her in a high chair. She arches her back and she's just screaming, crying. And then she she'll have these tears and then you'll look at her and she'll just start smiling. So that's the other thing is that she is starting to become a freaking manipulation queen. Uh, she just knows that when she cries, we're going to be upset and try to, improve that situation and give her what she wants so she just will start crying for about a half a second then she'll just look and start smiling at you like haha gotcha i told you way back in the day like episode two that she understood comedy and she definitely does it's funny to her when, when we get so upset that she's crying and she's not really crying over anything she's just trying to fuck with us she laughs at us it's just the craziest thing. It's a wild, a wild, wild thing. But this avoidance of trying to do stuff. Arch the back on the high chair. Now she's in a stage where she doesn't want to be on her changing table. So you put her on a changing table when you have to clean poop out of her butt. And she doesn't want to do it. She does this arch back thing. It's it's a it's a wild thing. She is becoming too strong and too independent at too young of an age. I'm gonna have to slow it down. And I'm going to have to take away her independence and stop letting her listen to Beyonce and, um, you know, see if that works at all for being able to do the things that we used to do and things that used to be easy because it's not easy. And I'm too worried about her backflipping out of my arms these days or rolling off her changing table. I'd rather just take her around like she's riding a horse to, to anywhere that she's pointing then have to deal with her not wanting to go on a changing table. Um, but it's wild, man. One, once you get into this 9, 10, 11 month mark, it's all about opinions. 
They 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 have opinions. They want stuff and they want it now. They don't want stuff and they don't want it now. It is a, a wild learning process. Um, and kind of just being in the house under quarantine is is emphasizing all of those different things. So hopefully we can get her out the goddamn house soon and back to daycare so they can deal with her trying to flip out of high chairs and I don't have to worry about it anymore because like I said, um, at all costs, I am trying to avoid all mother bust-ins yelling, what are you doing to the baby? Um, That is my biggest avoidance and what I would like to avoid at all costs to other dads out there I urge you to do the same um and with that said that is all for this segment of the show just a little bit of 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 what you can be prepared for in in month 9 10 11 of of fatherhood um but that's all for this segment of the show uh we will jump into a musical break and then on the other side I have special guests the creators of the the intro songs and 90% of the musical break songs that, that, that you hear on a weekly basis, the, my, the production team that I worked with back in my rap superstar days, I have Dot Rod and DJ Cash's The Amazings as they've both become fathers within the last three months. I think they planned it. They say they didn't. I jump into an, uh, a cool conversation with them um, on the other side of the break. So I will stop talking and I will jump into some music and then right into the amazings. And I will catch you on the other side. And we are back with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast, episode 34. That's the Shaq Elijah episode. And as always, I have some fantastically special guests. They actually are responsible for the production on the record that you hear every time you listen to Dad Hard with a Podcast. I have not only one of them is like one of my best friends since like 
almost 20 years now since high school and then the, his partner in the production duo he me and I would go down to, to Penn State and we would throw the fuck out of a party back in my back in my rap superstar days uh, so with no further ado the the new parents three months and two months of two beautiful baby children one girl one boy um, separately uh, but this is the production duo The Amazons Dot Rod and DJ Cassius, how are y'all doing good, sirs? Hey, hey man, everything's good, everything's good. All is well, what an amazing intro. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, 34, that's a big number, man. Keep, 34? Keep yeah, Absolutely. man, I'm, I'm 34 years old, you know what I mean? Oh, like, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, we got the shit, it's the Shaq, it's the Shaq pod, it's the Elijah Wan pod, you know? Uh, uh, we're, we're doing it big here, man. Uh, but you guys are actually down in PA, and your children, Cash, yours is what, three months? Dot, yours is two months, are meeting for the first time? Yes. That's a beautiful uh, so thing. What it is, is um, Dot and the family came down. Um, I'm still out here in State College, uh, Penn State area. Right. Um, and during this, uh, you know, quarantine, it's, uh, it's not too bad where I'm at. You know, it's a little slower, slow pace. Um, so why not come on out and, you know, just ease your mind and let the kids meet. And that's yeah, what we did. and get the hell out of New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talk about Take a trip. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. So it's like, so what is it like? Uh, uh, you know, what I mean, y'all have been so close for so many years, working together, making music together, having kids kind of at the same time, and we'll jump into all that in a minute. But this is the first time not only your kids are meeting, but each of you guys are meeting the other one's kid. You see any difference in the other one since they become a dad? Yeah, do, who who's changed since they become a dad now that you guys have spent a couple of days together? I mean, you can't you can't help but change in bringing like a new life into the world. Sure. Um, so I guess you're seeing like the sensitive sides of both of us that we wouldn't normally show each other elsewise, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's like it's cool and uh, and endearing because it's like yo, like we're both like embracing the experience. You know what I'm saying? For so sure. it's 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 cool to see like how we matured from, you know, knuckleheads in <laughs> our dorm room to, you know, now we both have families and raising babies. So it's, it's a fun and interesting transition. That's, I agree. Yeah, man, that's, I mean, that's what fatherhood is all about, right? It's kind of un- unleashing the softer, gentler side of yourself in order to, you know, show that and show that compassion and whatever to a new, a new young child, show them the ropes, be a good role model and all that good yeah. shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but how, what is it, what is it like meeting, meeting each other's kids for the first time? Um, I, I've said it a couple of times. I, I can't believe that our kids are, they're asleep in the exact same room and to go from, you know, making beats and drinking and smoking and just doing young, young adult stuff to being responsible for raising someone that can change the world is, uh, it's like it's there. There are no words to really explain it, man. It's it's, it's just amazing. You're damn right. It is amazing. <laughs> I know, and I, for me, just meeting Cash's son, like 
he's just he's just like a spitting image of him. He's such a sweet boy, like and again it just shows you that even though it's only been however many months, three months, like him and and his girl doing the right thing and raising that baby just because he's just so sweet. So it's 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 been an absolute pleasure meeting meeting my godson. So it's it's dope, man. It's super super dope. That's up. And y'all already got them sleeping in the same room, so it's like they <laughs> are starting in your dorm room almost. You know. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> Exactly. Just, just I guess minus all the smoking and drinking, and and right. I, they they may they might be making beats. I'm sure they're probably in there just making beats, you know, with their farts and burps and poops and all that shit, you know. Uh, so you getting them started early down the same path as y'all. That's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing, man. Um, Dot, I talk to you all the time, so I'm uh, Cash. Let, let me find out from you a little bit. How how have you taken to fatherhood? Is it is it Something that you've kind of expected? Is it, a, is it a, an experience that you expected to happen, changing you in the right way, the experience happening as you kind of thought it out? Or is it like slapping you in the face or like you're or jumping in like a bucket of ice cold water, like, oh shit, what the fuck is going on? Type of type of thing like that. How are you taking to the whole thing? Uh, you know what? I, I came in with no expectations. Um, I was raised by a fantastic father, so I had a great example of, you know, how to how to be a dad. Um, and luckily I have a very unique partner, um, that we are, we're, we're on the same page for the most part. Um, so no, man, no, nothing's been too difficult. Um, I just hope that because he's so easy right now growing up that when he gets a little older, that he's not in, in too much trouble. You know what I mean? We, we, that's what we all hope, right? <laughs> And, no, and, it's amazing, man. Yeah, that's all, that's what's up, man. And, and Dot, I know you. I know you've taken to it in insanely well. Um, uh, for for those that may know you, like I do, some would say unexpectedly well. <laughs> but what, like, what's the? How has that experience been for you? You know what I mean? I mean, especially having a baby girl the same way that I do. Um, you know how 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 has that kind of come about? How are you taken to this to this adventure? Um, again, like you, like you kind of, uh, started to say, like, I'm taking to it better than I and a lot of people around me thought I would. So, um, that's, I guess, uh, you know, reassuring on my end, but, um, yeah, and it, it does add a different and another element, the fact that I have a little girl, um, so, you know, just learning learning my my own limits and patience and you know I, I think that's really where the test comes in for me is is really like testing my patience and and really learning how to like approach situations on a whole different level not only with my daughter but just generally speaking you know for, well for sure and I think you know like that's that's the biggest thing I feel like that changes you. Uh, when you have a kid, it's not like it doesn't change you as a person, but it changes your perspective on how you handle things, right? Because like you're now getting like you both said, right? You're you're seeing kind of the softer, gentler side of the other one now that they're a parent, and that's just kind of the way you ha approach everything with now because you're spending so much time having to be softer and gentler with this teeny tiny human being that you're 100% responsible for for the rest of their lives and the rest of your life um, yep. you know what I mean and, and 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 just 
the way that transitions into multiple different situations is kind of, I always look back and reflect and feel like that's like so interesting because, you know, all like the parenting shit, like whatever, you know, you know that changing diapers and them crying and, you know, having to be quiet and sleep, all that stuff like you're expecting. This is the one thing that I also was not expecting to actually change is how it would affect my perspective and how I handled alternative situations completely separate from from my uh, from my daughter so that's a that's a beautiful thing um did you did you read any like parenting books prior to having a child or it was just like not man i started a podcast (laughs) (laughs) no like that's why i started the pod so that i actually can now talk to other dads and learn from them and, you know, hear about their experiences because all that's going to do is make us better dads. You know, we're not going to get better by reading a book. We're going to get better by learning from the experiences of other people in our uh, in our same shoes. And we all are wearing the same shoes. It doesn't matter where we come from, what our background is, what our socioeconomic situation is, whether we have a girl or boy. We all go through the same shit. You know what I mean? As a, as a parent, as a father. So um, I read one book. And it was very funny and it was worth the read. And then I just decided to start my own podcast and really kind of learn from the experiences of other men. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. No, I think, I think communication, whether that be in your, in your, you know, your domestic relationship or amongst friends, like I, I really think that's the key and, yeah. you know, in like a copacetic relationship, you know what I mean? Like, sure. And, and just like, you know, like you said, like, knowledge is power. So the more knowledge that you dispense to other people, you know, the the better their experience will be on their end, you know? For sure. And it, it, that, that's absolutely true. And that is going to lead me into another thing to ask. Have you seen your relationships change? It, like, you know, your individual relationships with your partner, the mother of your children. Have you seen that change at all? You pardon now, brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, hmm. I'm gonna try to answer this as safe <laughs> as possible. <laughs> um, Brianna has all the right in the world to bug out when she needs to. Um, she went through an intense labor. Um, after labor, she has some um, complications where she had to have some surgery. Damn. So um, she is allowed to do whatever she wants. Um, and I just, I'll just take it because she gave me the greatest gift. So um, I think it's, it's, it's definitely made our relationship stronger. Um, I know that I've got her for life and she got me for life, but um, it's. Uh, it's still a, it's still the beginning, man. We're still in the beginning of this. It's going to be a long book, and um, you know we're just we're just riding together. That, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, the beginning is the, the beginning is the toughest part. I feel like on a relationship because neither of you are getting sleep. The baby's up all the goddamn time. You're both getting used to like this whole new situation that you've now found yourself in. That like you thought you knew what was going on, and you really had no idea. Um, and like, this is the hardest part for, for the relationship, which is also why I asked because it gets better. I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I, I also, the reason why I wanted to do this with both of you guys, right? Um, cause Scott, we could have, we could have, we could have done our own shit. We, I've known you for 20, 
fucking years uh and we've been riding together or whatever since high school and but i want to do this together with both of you guys because not only are you guys so close uh but you're also partners in music and creative content making or just creativity in general right and i th- i thought it was so special and so and so cool that two people so close um, like you two are happen to just have fucking babies at the same time. Did you guys plan that shit? Or like, were you, were you calling like, yo, yo, she's ovulating right now. Oh, yo, she is too. Like, yo, let's get it. Let's, let's make this happen. Then you gonna be like a month of parties. Gonna be crazy. Did you like plan this shit? What, what, how did that even, I can't even fathom how that would get, get the luck of the draw to even happen like that. They're a month apart. The stars just aligned. Um, I told Doc first, and he was just holding his tongue. No, 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 yo, so check this out, check this out, so, yes, dissension, so me and my lady went on a trip to Mexico for her birthday, so I want to say within that first day or that second day, we hit up Cash just to say what's up, and, or he hit us up, no, yeah. We, the, within the first or the second day of us being there, he, he called Leslie. He called my girl and told her, guess what? And gave her the news and was like, yo, I, I wanted you to be one of the first people to know. So I believe at that point, Leslie had a hunch or knew that she was pregnant, but she didn't tell me yet. Oh. So I had no clue. So... Whether she knew what she did and she was withholding that information from everyone at that particular time. So it wasn't until we touched back down in New York and like the day after we got back, she basically put a pregnancy test in my face and was like, get ready. (laughs) (laughs) So then either that day or the following day, I hit up Cash and was like, hey, I'm joining the club. Yo, that is so funny because as you told me that story, I am envisioning Leslie throwing this shit in your face. Like, yo, get ready. Like the most serious face, but like a little smirk attached to it. That is amazing. Were you were on both and, and whoever wants to take the, the alley-oop first uh, can feel free to do so. But were you both trying? Was it was it a, 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 a matter of happenstance or... Did you like plan it out uh, uh, for each individual one of you to be getting pregnant at the same time? Uh, no plan over here. I believe um, we got into a couple of bottles of red wine from Italy. <laughs> gotcha. That'll do it. Yeah, it did it. That'll do it. It was margaritas for us. <laughs> Mogaritas, to be exact, actually, which is which I'm actually sipping on right now as, as we speak. It is a holiday tomorrow. Come on, man. Yes, indeed. What about you, man? Uh, for me, um, we I've been with Leslie for like Long half time. of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like off and on, but like we basically grew up together. So um, once we had moved in together, like obviously conversations of having a family were being had. Um, but it wasn't, we, it wasn't like a concerted effort. Like, okay, this is it. This is what's going to happen. You know what I mean? It was in the air, but again, it wasn't to say it was planned. I, I wouldn't say that, you know? Got you. But did they plan it? 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's no, a I'm whole just, different question, man. <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. Uh, no, man, it, it's just such a beautiful thing that that is happening so close, uh, so close together. Like it's it, like you said, Cash. Like it, it's like it really is like it was written in the stars, and it truly is amazing. You know what I mean? B- big promo drop right there. Um, you know, but um. But no, it's really, it's really, really cool. Now they're gonna be growing up together. I mean, I know it's a, you're in PA cash and, and dot you're up in New York, but you know they're gonna be growing up together this whole time, knowing that like they're just they've been connected for so long and and like only a month apart. It's so it's so so very 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 cool. I think at least in my opinion, um, are you uh, you starting to, you starting to create some mini amazings already? artistic vibe from the little dude just yet <laughs> um he is just he just likes to smile at you um so i don't, I don't know i don't know i don't know yeah. <laughs> oh. my, my shorty cries too much so oh, i really can't sing. tell yeah she's gonna I, she sing. might have the vocals <laughs> <laughs> so that's the hope i'm trying i try to i try to bounce her on rhythm and on beat so you know that the hope is that she she gets that rhythm instilled in her, and then she got she got the lung power. So <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a, a good and a bad thing that you'll right, find right. out. Uh, you know, when you get to about my daughter's age, who's now about to be ten months, and she is in this in this situation right now where what she likes to do is scream at a high pitched top of her lungs until she makes herself cough, and then <laughs> laughs hysterically about it. Um, but that that's wild are you do you guys like try to play music for them do you do you try to get them involved in in music and stuff like that i mean i know just from 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 my standpoint my experience we from jump like like aurora came home and there was a spotify playlist being built since the moment we walked in the door um did you are you like playing music for them or trying to dote that type of influence on them not necessarily to make them a creative but just to get them in a vibe of, of of what you guys love to do so much um for me personally um yeah absolutely like when when cadence was born it's funny the nurse was like you know i think it would be a great idea if maybe you played some classical music or you know some yeah. light jazz for the baby yeah okay I was like, yeah, 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 I got you. <laughs> And you know, I throw on some like Wu Tang as soon as like, she touched the touched the earth. So it was it's for me personally, like it's important for my child wherever she ends up doing, like I just want her to be creative. Like sure. that to me is important. And because I feel like that can take you in a lot of different places. Like for me it was music, um, but like again, there's so many different lanes you can take to be creative and just to expand your mind. So, you know, and, but it's, it's a, it's a balancing act because yeah, you, I want to introduce music to her and play music all the time, but sometimes, you know, she doesn't, she spends more time sleeping than she does awake. So my house is more so a dungeon than an actual apartment at this point. Cause 
it's quiet and dark. Light, so, yeah, lights off, lights off, yeah, nothing going so, on. You play the TV on mute with the closed captions on. Exactly, I, exactly. So you know, it's it's that it's trying to find that balancing act. But you know, to answer your question, yeah, I I personally want to introduce as much music into her life as possible. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, I definitely started out with uh, Motown when I was um, feeding him at night and trying to put him to sleep. Um, I really don't have to do that now. He'll just fall out. But um, definitely started with the Motown. We listened to a lot of comedy stuff, a lot of uh, educational podcasts, political podcasts, just to like hear proper diction. You know what I mean? What the hell? You haven't listened to podcasts? Yeah. Oh, shit. He's going to be a smart little dude. Just to hear the rhythm of how people talk. You know what I mean? I dig- hey, I dig it. But yeah, that, that, that's it. But, you know, he's, we are in the same dwelling, so he can only help but, like, hear the vibrations or feel the vibrations of what I'm playing. You know sure. what I mean? So the music is definitely prevalent in the house, um, as well as, um, like, painting. Uh, Bree likes to have him try to do some, like, finger painting. Oh, he really can't do it, but, like, he sees the colors. Um, so, you know, we're just going to support whatever he does, man, no, no matter what it is. Sure, of course. That's what you got to do. Um, and on a finger painting tip, that's what we got both of our mothers for Mother's Day. She made a little handprint first, an Aurora, an Aurora original. They got the first art piece that we put in the frame. Boom, Mother's Day, done. It was beautiful. Um, how she got it so perfect, I'm going to say that my wife had everything to do with that. I was not even in the house when it happened, but, um, but yeah, but no, get, getting them into that creative, into that creative space, um, is important, man. And, and, uh, we always found kind of for, for routine purposes and still to this day, like for routine purposes, music is just happens to be a beautiful segue or back, I should say backdrop to getting them in routines and stuff like that. You know, like we still to this day, like when she gets out of the bath and she starts to get ready to go to bed, we throw on banana boat, Deo, Harry Belafonte. And she knows that means it's kind of quiet downtime. You know, it's time for her to start relaxing, stop kicking her feet around, let us put on a diaper calmly, you know, and, and, and start getting ready for bed. Um, so introducing that at such an early age is a, is a is a beautiful thing and and important just to kind of give them get their minds right. You know what I mean? Music gets our minds right. Creativity gets our minds right. You know what I mean? Fact, absolute fact. I'm definitely gonna do that. I'm definitely gonna try to incorporate a song now after bath time when it's time for bed. That that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's such a song. Yo, Cash, I love that you keep just saying everything's amazing. You really on brand right now. I love it. It's I mean, amazing. but it is like it's always amazing. Man. <laughs> We're alive. Life is good, man. I got no complaints. No, yo, that's we live so- our lives, yo. <laughs> yeah, I said, yo, that's 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 truth. That's one hundred percent facts. For real, for real. Um, you, Cash, you alluded to it a little bit, and that you are still, you know, like you're still doing your thing in house with the baby. There, have you found it like having a new life force in the? dwelling where you are like has kind of inspired or influenced your creativity and your music development what just kind of where your mind is going at all or is it just kind of back to business as usual i wish i can give you like uh like a great response for that but unfortunately having the child has not really influenced the dj aspect of life but um, it's so so in that regards yes business as usual 
Um, but that's because I'm so automatic when it comes to, to, to DJing. But um, I don't has, know. It's, has it affected like the schedule of like doing? Are you, are you back to like oh, doing oh, gigs yes. and shit like that? I, you know, I want to. I, I can't. I can't even blame him. Um, it's. I blame more so on the pandemic. Gotcha. Uh, um, smart move. Smart move. Um, but because like I'm able to put him to sleep by 10 30 11 and then that's enough time where I know like my lady's getting ready to go to sleep so I'll have a good hour two hours where I can do some mixing if I wanted to but there's I haven't had the reason to do so because I know there's like there are no bodies that I get to move Um, so I'll let you know like today was actually the first day that I, I actually DJed in about two months um, Di and I went live, just you know, doing some jams, and it it, it put me back in like a, a, a great uh, mental space. But um, not not at the time of what I say that uh, Veda has affected the or influenced the um my my, my artistic DJing side. Uh, but I'm sure it, that that will come. What about you, Doc? Have you found that like there's a new energy or a new inspiration, direction, anything like that has been like affected that you can kind of at least put your finger on or think you can put your finger on? Um, <clears throat> I guess you can say that, like you said, like I part of just my overall happiness comes from me creating and more, most specifically, just creating music. So like that hasn't stopped for me um so um i i try to create as much as possible um whether i'm inspired or not so again like a lot of the actual output isn't always what i'm imagining imagining it to be but just the exercise and the execution of just making music will get eventually get me to that point of that inspirational moment where I make something that actually means something to me. So, you know, since, since, you know, the baby's been born, you know, it's been a little stifling for me to at least like, you know, like write music as far as making music and like the creating music that has continued. But as far as like coming up with like conceptual ideas for tracks my mind, like, again, I have to, like, zone out to do that, and I'm so focused on her right now and her development that um, that it's a little it's a little difficult to do so. But prior to her being born, I was extremely inspired, and I have, and Cash and I have some music that, you know, we're going to put out. Um, and most specifically, I have a track on there that, is dedicated to her and fully inspired by her. And, like, that's kind of the driving force for us to put out this next project. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting, you know, roller coaster that you, that you ride in, you know, your highs and your lows of when you feel like creating and when you don't or when you feel like creating but you can't. Um, so, again, it's, it's just this balancing act of trying to, of trying to figure it out, you know? No, but for sure. To, to answer your question most specifically, it it has stifled my my 
my creativity a little bit as far as like writing is concerned. So I'm just, I'm slowly but surely trying to get out of that funk. See, you know, I, I, I feel like I asked the wrong question because I think, and I think that you actually hit it better when you said that prior to her being born, you were on another level and your creativity was zooming, 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 zooming. And I know you was putting out shit every day. You put, there was clips coming on, on, on Instagram every day. So this remix, that remix, all that type of stuff. Um, so I guess that would have been a better question to ask is that even, whether after being born or leading up to the birth, did did it? Did you see that inspiration and the creativity? And I know that you answered yes. So I, I I asked the wrong question. I'll take I'll take the blame for that one. Don't blame it on your son. Don't blame it on your daughter. Don't blame it on the pandemic. Blame it on me. But uh, man, that's a that's that that's cool. And you guys you guys are working on. Are you work getting any work done on that project while you guys down down there together now? We're all trying to trying to you know little ones. Yeah, it's a it's again it's a process. So like. Just it, it was just great just getting to play the music that we've been working on loud and, you know, mixing that. Sure. And, but as far as, like, again, like, creating that, you got to get into a whole nother mindset. 100%. And, and, you know, to be interrupted, like, you don't want that. You know what I'm saying? No, so 100%. This project is going to be created a little bit differently and it's going to take a little bit more time. But um, it's it's... I'm kind of glad that it's half the cookies are kind of crumbling the way they are because it when it when the time is right it's gonna influence the music and the arrangement of everything in the right way so you know it's one of those things where you just you know kind of gotta trust the process you yeah, know, for sure lack of a better expression no I dig, I dig it man everything everything creative is a process listen I find it it's been it has been so tough even for me to do these podcasts every week you know what i mean last week i i, I just I, I i couldn't have i couldn't get one out you know so like uh it's it's been it's very tough and especially given the time that you guys are kind of entering into this experience uh the, the the time that we're living in it you're entering into it with like uh, it makes it so difficult to you know you just have to kind of rearrange everything and like you said that like you never know when you're gonna get an interruption and if you're not creating space like and you get interrupted that's it you're fucked it's it's over like you just uh, it, it all goes it kind of all goes to hell you know because you you're in well, one box. thing or, or one thing i do know is that i will get interrupted and that yeah, right. looming in the back of my head uh, yep another good point right it's gonna it's gonna stifle things so absolutely no for sure for sure, that's what's up, man. Um, this is this is beautiful. I'm, I'm, I've been waiting to try to talk to you guys ever since I found out that both of y'all were uh, were due to to join the fatherhood brotherhood. Uh, I've I've been waiting to do this with you guys because uh, it's been a long time coming, and I just, like I said, I think it's just a, such a beautiful and like amazing to stay on brand and amazing such an amazing thing that that you guys have to share this experience together. Are you guys talking to each other like all the time, like every day? Like, yo, my kid just did this, this, and this, and this. I don't know what to do. Like, uh, you know, uh, my, my girl going off like this. Like, what did you do? Did she do that to you? Are you guys like throwing shit back and forth to each other and like talking talking it out? through this whole thing we hit each other up and we give the updates on the family and the situation um they're not doing nothing that's too crazy just yet but i'm not gonna lie beta did roll over yesterday or two days ago oh and shit. that was uh the highlight of uh yep, yep. my day um but uh I- i'm sure we got those coming like 
look at look the sound my kid made and look at the rhythm he's keeping. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Oh, so y'all not sharing like poop pics and shit like that? You're not oh. sending each other like, you know, diaper <laughs> dirty diapers and shit? Yo, you don't even want to know. You don't wanna, you Bro, don't wanna I, I I know. Yeah. Believe me. I I know. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife my wife has two younger cousins that I found out over Thanksgiving they apparently take pictures of their poop and send it to each other. So my my daughter had a had a crazy meatball looking motherfucker the other day. So I sent it to them. I was like, ha ha, got you. Look, here you go. Oh, oh man. Okay. Well good to know. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep the phone handy. Bro, y'all I'm telling you, the first when you start feeding them solids and mm. the whole poop changes. It changes. It goes from blasts, bl- wet blasts, all up their back and shit to these little balls. Like it's it's right. It's, yo, it's retarded. It looks like they're shitting out spaghetti and meatballs, but minus the spaghetti and the sauce. It's just like it, it's wild. And I'm like, how did you get it so perfectly round? It's come out like this is amazing. Well, how are you doing? That's a talent. It's it's a wild thing. The first time you see it, it fucks you up. You're like, yo, is something wrong? What the fuck? Because you're so used to the other way. It's wild. Uh, man, having it, man, this, this shit you guys have coming at you in the next couple months. These shits fly by, bro. It's uh, it's really crazy. Um, when did you start with the solid foods? What What age? We, we wanted to wait until her six-month checkup and then kind of go through it all with our pediatrician and all that type of stuff and, and talk to her. And she kind of gave us like a list, a layout of some strategies on how to start introducing um, when we started with we started with avocado. And I I only know that we started with avocado because she eats avocado every single goddamn day. And if she doesn't get her avocado, yo, she is not a happy camper. That's like her favorite food. Now we started um, mixing high allergen foods. So like all like nut butters, we mix it with the avocado. So we know she's not allergic to that. And she knows she's going to eat it, you know, to be able to take the temperature of her allergic reaction. If there is one, there hasn't been one so far. So thank God for that. Um, um, but yeah, we started kind of with that and then now develop. now she's eating, what does she, she eat? Now she eats for lunch. She has avocado for breakfast and then for lunch, she eats whatever we had for dinner the night before. <laughs> so, you know, so we like cut off, you know, we had like flounder the other night and we just cut off a piece once it was done and put it in the fridge and say that she ate that for lunch the next day. We and started- the, and the, the seasonings aren't too much for her. She's, she's like able to handle it. Well, it depends on the seasonings that you do. Like, I am a seasoner. You know, that, you know, you, you yep. grew up in my house in high school. Yep. You know, my, my, yep. my pops yep. was on the, on the seasoning shit. He, so I, I've taken to that. I'm a seasoning dude. And, um, so I, I put seasoning on when, like, you can do soft seasonings, they call them. So like garlic powder, paprika, curry powder, turmeric, ginger powder. You can just like throw that on anything from the jump, but any other types of seasonings kind of need to be cooked, but they're fine. Like once they get to the age that she's at now, once they hit like nine, 10, 10 months, you know, they can pretty much digest anything. Um, but I got her started on the, the, like the powdered seasoning, the soft seasoning from, an, from jump. Cinnamon, she has cinnamon on everything. And everything I make her has either cinnamon, ginger, or garlic. Period. End of story. Uh, 
The first time she had chicken, it was a curry, what I call a deconstructed curry chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say deconstructed because I think a chicken puree sounds disgusting. So, and it looks disgusting. The first time you make it, you're like, oh, I can't believe I've given my daughter this. But if you call it a deconstructed chicken, it, it makes it go down easier in your mind. So that's the first the first time she had chicken. It was a, a, a curry chicken with curry powder on it. And she loved it, yo. Like, um, yeah, the seasoning, when you go soft seasoning, it actually makes it more enjoyable for them. And it expands their palate so they can start getting used to a plethora of tastes from Jump Street. Right. right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. But what I do is, um, every guest that comes on, I always have kind of two questions that I like to hit in regards to the, the, their fatherhood experience so far. So I'm going to throw them at you, make a little bit of a swerve since you guys are so new to the, to the, the fatherhood brotherhood. Um, but number one, I mean, I know you're only two and three months in, but you know, I guess, uh, uh, cash will start with you and then dot, uh, I'll move on to you, but what has been your favorite experience or favorite thing about being a dad so far uh easy every morning that i wake up and i go into my son's room he's already awake he is already speaking he is smiling and this is every single day so no matter how i feel when i wake up when i go into that room i see him talking and smiling my, my days is it's perfect. It yeah, just starts a, off yeah, on the, the greatest shit. note ever. Yeah, that's the best shit. That's the best shit ever. What about you, Doc? Um, for me, and ironically enough, it's like right after I make her stop crying or or oh, something like that. Like, oh, so to me, it's showing me that I'm developing the patience I need to you know, make sure that she's okay. Yeah. And instead of like getting like being selfish and like getting frustrated with the situation, just trying to tap into that patience, you know what I mean? To make sure that she's good. And like when she's good, I'm good. So yeah. that's kind of becoming like the, the, the good part for me, like trying to find like the, 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 the good and the bad, like, yeah, she's crying. Yeah. She, she needs something, but, trying to figure out that need addressing it and you know moving forward so that's kind of like been the highlight for me you know the, the, the beautiful thing about about making them stop crying or being the reason why they stop crying also is like so fulfilling i always find it's like so fulfilling right because you you almost start like feeling it like yo I, 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 like you said, I could do this. Like this is yeah. like, like I got this. Like I know what you want, baby. Like yeah, I got you. You know, like that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, the next one, and we'll go in reverse order with this one. Um, normally, I ask the, for a best piece of advice that you know, as a dad, you would give someone that's behind you in the process. So what I'll do is I'm going to open it up to two different questions. You could pick one, you could pick both, whatever you want to do, whatever your heart desires, you could, you could take. So there's that. What would you, as a, as a dad now, what would you give as a, as your biggest piece of advice to someone behind you in the process? Um, but the other one I ask is what is the best piece of advice that, helped you acclimate to becoming a father you know since you guys are so new at this you know is there a specific 
thing, piece of advice, something that you heard, something that was told to you that like resonated more um, now that you, that that you're a dad. So you can answer both. You can answer one or the other. You know, one can answer one, the other can answer the other. You can fight over who does what. I don't care. You know, whatever whatever you want to do. But I'm I'm gonna leave those two in the airspace for you guys to uh to pick up and put down. I'm let you go. <clears throat> um, I'll go with the best piece of advice I've gotten thus far. And that's been from my father. And he's my, if you know my dad, he's kind of like. I do very well, actually. <laughs> you know, he's, he's short and, you know, to the point with what he has to say. But, you know, whatever he has to say is coming from a genuine, real place. Um, Especially when he's in the stands at your basketball game, screaming and waving his towel around like a bro, like <laughs> the biggest fan ever. You know what I mean? And and it's and that right there. You know what I mean? Like he he told me he was like, "Yo, don't let anything ever come in between you and your daughter. Yep. Like by any means necessary, you do whatever it is you need to do to make sure that you know nothing ever stands in between you and her. So you know just." Across the board, you know, whatever I got to do to make sure, like, I always have that connection with her. Like, that's that's kind of like what always plays in my head every day. For sure. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's number one. What about you, Cash? Um, I uh, I just got some helpful tips that helped uh, get some additional rest uh, overnight. Um, and this is from Aunt Marcy on uh, Bree's side. She had let us know um, to, when you put him to sleep, to put him in a larger size diaper. Oh, interesting. Uh, so it doesn't disrupt their sleep or it, they don't leak through it um, overnight because they're sleeping so long. Um, in addition to rolling up a receiving blanket, I never even knew what a receiving blanket was, but rolling up a receiving blanket and putting it along their uh, their back and placing them on their back, like on an angle, that will uh, assist with them um, head forming as well as, you know, some more uh, restful sleep, um, as well as putting in rice cereal into their bottles with yep. the formula. Yep. Oh my goodness. Game changer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And th- those are the words that I live by right now. Like they're fantastic. Wait, I wait, I need to I need to go back to this 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 bigger size diaper thing. Wait, that's I've never heard that before. <laughs> that is genius. Yeah. It because makes so much sense. Yeah, makes almost sense. And especially my daughter likes to like wake up now whenever she takes a shit in the middle of the night or while she's napping. Yo, that is brilliant. Yeah. Man, look at this. Yeah, there we I, go. I learned, see, <laughs> I, see, this is why I do this. I learn something every time. See, Aunt Marcy, shout out to you. I know you never met you, but shout out to you because you just let me learn something and now I might have to try to do that because we do have some bigger diapers that I bought by mistake the other day so uh, boom there you go yeah buddy uh, but yo dot cash 
the amazings. Um, thank you very much for coming on. I, I, I won't take any more of your time. I really appreciate you kind of stepping in and, and during your kind of dual family time and, and reuniting with each other um, after uh, for the first time after having your kids and uh, and doing this with me. So I appreciate it. Um, you know, before we go, you want to, you know, you got, I know you got the project coming. Doc, I know you're putting out shit all the time on the IG. If anybody wants to follow, check out the music, whatever. Where can they go? How can they get you? How can they, you know, get some beats? How can they book you for some DJ, DJ gigs, whatever it may be? Um, well, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at dot rod. Uh, my Twitter handle is dot rod b l e, and it's the same on Facebook dot rod b l e. Um, and yeah, just. Uh, you can contact me uh, through email dot rod ble at gmail dot com or on Instagram DM me and yeah uh, Cash and myself we do all types of events. He's uh, a professional, professional, professional DJ. What I do, you know, I, I just try to be like him. You know what I mean? So, but he 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 really takes the lead when we uh, do our duo thing. So um, we do all types of events. Uh, no matter what it is. So, yeah, just hit us up, and um, uh, that's for uh, events. And as far as the music is concerned, just keep a lookout on the Instagram. Um, we're constantly post- posting new uh, videos uh, every week, and uh, we're currently re- rebuilding our website, uh, BeatlineENT.com, uh, which should be up and running in the next couple of months, kind of using this quarantine time to revamp and rebrand everything. But... Yeah, we're, we're, we're constantly creating, like you said, Mo, earlier, we can't help but do so, and and yeah, the, the, the next big, big release that we're going to have is this next project, uh, next album that we're going to drop, so, you know, stay tuned for that. Yes, sir. Alright, fellas, I really appreciate it. I'll let y'all get back get back to creating get back to dadding hard. You're on your own, uh, and, uh, and I'll holler at you guys soon, man. Alright, Mr. Mo Green. Green, uh, one, thank you for having us. And two, both of us truly salute you for what you're doing. Like, um, again, like, knowledge is power. So the fact that we're able to talk about, uh, these situations that we wouldn't otherwise talk about, like, it's really gonna help not only our own personal situations, but, you know, other fathers, other black fathers, other, you know, whoever you are, like, just know that you got other people out there going through exactly what it is you're going through. And, you know, you got a, a platform that's really catering to that and helping people. So uh, I'm really proud of you. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate both of y'all. Um, and uh, I appreciate y'all most for giving me the theme song for the podcast. Uh, you know, me, my back in the days, we're featuring amazings on the track. Uh, so thank you very much for, for, for that. Thank you very much for everything you guys do creatively, musically. Uh, y'all always been inspiration to me. So uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. And, uh, you know, we'll talk soon for sure. Definitely, bro. I mean, enjoy the rest of the weekend, bro. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy your kids. You do the same. And that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. As always, to connect on a fatherhood, brotherhood, hit us up with an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow the Instagram, dadhardpod, and the website, wedadhard.com, where this episode will be boom, 
right at the top. You can also connect to any other podcast platform that you might be using. It doesn't matter what the hell it is. You can listen to this episode, hang out with the amazings for the last 40 minutes or so. Um, and definitely follow them. Check them out. Stay tuned for their, their latest, latest album coming soon. Until next week, keep dad in heart. We'll be back. Same dad hard time. Same dad hard place. That's all for us. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember, the good times, remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. Talking the playground. He's playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off.